two firefighters, one who is also an author and the other is a pastor, tackle the hard questions Christians have while answering them in a scripturally sound way that actually makes sense. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Hey Pastor with your hosts, author Jason Sautel and pastor Joshua Putnam. Hey, Pastor Josh, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Jason? You know, I'm doing really good, man. Um, it's been kind of a crazy week. As you know, I talk with a lot of firefighters nationwide, and it's been a rough couple of weeks with what happened with the three firefighters in Baltimore mm. who lost their life, along with the uh, Stockton firefighter who lost his life out here. Yep. So I've been talking with a lot of firefighters, and it's been a blessing, but it's also been a challenge. And it's actually something it's going to make a great topic for us to talk about this morning about how to engage them because I have a group of Christian firefighters who come my way and, and it's easy to talk to them, to, to love on them, to disciple them because we, we kind of have an understanding of where our faith lies, but God is also sending me a group of non-Christian firefighters. And I truly am having a little bit of a struggle there trying to speak into their pain and hurt in a way mm-hmm. that makes sense to them while standing strong in my faith. So what I wanted to hit you up is how do we engage culture Ooh. that maybe doesn't want any part of Jesus <laughs> who obviously needs Jesus while standing firm in our faith? <laughs> Boy, you come with a loaded question today, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. I figured right out of the gate, I had to hit we'll it at you, you know, uh, we can't go. Hey, pastor without dropping the bomb on you right out bomb. of the gate. Right, man. Well, I, that's uh you know, before I answer that question, though, I want to I want to say this uh, before everybody who's not a firefighter just says, I'm out of here. This is firefighter talk. No, I think the answer that I'm going to give and where this conversation probably will go is for everybody. You and I kind of live in that world of, of firefighters as well. So uh, that's a great question. And I think one of the things I've learned especially is to be patient, uh, be patient with them and recognize Paul talks about in Romans, as an unsaved person, how lost those people are. Right. Um, when when you said that, my mind actually went to, uh, and, and we're not going to keep coming back to your book all the time, but, right. but the story of you when the chaplain approached you and you got mm-hmm. very upset with him. Right. You didn't know any better. He wasn't coming at you to be mean, but you didn't know any better at the time. We have to remember that. We have to remember when when we're dealing with those guys. They tell us they don't want anything to do with it. They don't know any better. Right? Mm-hmm. We see the hope. We see what, what Christ gives us, but they don't know any better. So to have patience, I think, is really the first thing. And and then start to ask questions. Right. Paul. Paul oh, good. Yeah, when Paul uh, when Paul was um, in Athens, he one of the things that jumped out to me when I was preaching through Acts is he spent some time getting to know the culture. He got to right. know the people of Athens, right? And right. then when he stood there and he had an opportunity to speak to them, he said, "Hey, I've I noticed this altar that you've you've built to an unknown God." 
because they were trying to, they, they thought, boy, there's got to be this God out there and we don't want to make him angry. So they built this altar and he said, I know that God. But what struck me was Paul took the time to get to know them. He was literally speaking to their fear, their fear of this unknown God. So if we take the time to get to know people, first of all, figure out what those guys' fears are. Right. And that's what I love about having discussions like this with you and sharing them with all of our listeners is falling back on when you bring up the story about the pastor coming in my firehouse. We just returned from a really tough call where a mom and her child lost their life in a fire. And I was a faithless young firefighter who had no interest in wanting to hear uplifting, happy stuff. <laughs> and that that pastor came in with a true pastoral heart, wanting to right. love on me. He did nothing wrong whatsoever. But the way he approached me is exactly the opposite of the way that Paul approached those people because he didn't get to know me. He just wanted to automatically love on me. And he didn't right. realize, wow, Jason's in a really dark place right now. And Jason doesn't have the love of Christ within him. So I love that you bring that example up because I love falling back on that example. So when I'm looking in the face of an old chief or a young firefighter and neither one of them are followers of Christ, I have to think back to the old hmm. Jason, the, right. the dead Jason, the 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 demon seed of, of my book that you mentioned <laughs> there, right? And, and try to pour love in them because as you've told me before, Jesus died for the worst of us, right? Oh, he yeah. died for the yeah. worst of us in Cleus. And so he died for them. So now how do I draw that out of them of how to become part of their culture? Well, number one, like you being a firefighter, I'm able to engage them, but just mm -hmm. not even in the fire department world as you kind of went that direction too. I'm not in the firehouse anymore. I just help counsel those guys, but I engage the world in general. And one thing I truly need to do better is learning other people because I'm so quick to come in with, I want you to find the love that was given to me. And I just dump it on your head. And next thing I know, I realize people are walking away or shutting me down. And yes. so I appreciate you bringing that perspective of Paul getting to know culture prior to and while he's engaging it. I think there's an opportunity. We always have to be ready. We saw Jesus do it. We see Paul do it. There's opportunities that we have to to speak uh, the gospel. You know, mm -hmm. we might think of it as for 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 Christians who are listening, they might think of it as like the Romans Road, right? Or or John right. three sixteen, and we have that opportunity just to speak to some stranger, even right. We walk in the gas right. station, whatever it is, those are becoming less and less as the world gets darker and darker. Right. And, and I think it's forcing us to have to look at scripture and say, how did Jesus do it? And how did Paul do it? How did these guys, how did the disciples do it? And they, yes, they had some of those opportunities and, and they even had opportunities where they stood and they preached to hundreds, but those were far less than the times that they actually built a relationship with somebody, truly loved them. Uh, we joke about it as Christians and say, well, you know, Jesus ate with the sinners, but mm -hmm. he did eat with the sinners and he eat with, ate with the, the worst of the sinners. People right. absolutely hated crooked tax collectors and he ate, he went home and ate dinner, ate lunch with Zacchaeus. 
Right. See, Why? Well, just because... so we're clear, I'm not going to, I just wrote a check to the IRS last week. Josh, please, please, please don't speak in this area of my life right now because I am not inviting whoever I wrote that check to to come over to my house right now. We and have dinner with I'm you. Just... Okay. <laughs> right. No, I'm just joking. But no, I hear where you're going with that, buddy. I really, I, I see it. Yeah, because he just, he could have, he could have pulled him out of, pulled Zacchaeus out of the tree and, and gave him the gospel and Zacchaeus probably would not have been ready to hear it then. But right. because he he started to see who he was, we have got to genuinely love them. Jesus says, "Love the Lord, with all, uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind." And then what does he say, Jason? Love your neighbor yep. as yourself. As, as yourself, yeah. But we don't do that. We we sit, kind of think we love them, so we want to give them the gospel. But sometimes right. they just need us to actually love them and care about them. Right. And, you know, I've had this conversation many a times that I look at each person sometimes as a patient, including myself, Mm -hmm. meaning I've been a paramedic since, what, 1995. So it's been a long time. And every patient that I approach, I'm assessing. You're looking at their visual vitals, right? How are they carrying themselves? Well, if I see someone with their shoulders slumped, head down, upset, I can kind of see that they're already hurting. If I see someone with fist clench, jaw tight, you know, anger, eyes squint. So I'm like, okay, this person's very angry. So I need to approach them in a way where I don't make the situation worse because I truly in my heart of heart, and I'm not putting all Christians in a tiny little box here. I believe sometimes that we feel so convicted that we have to do things a certain way that we stay exactly that way. And next thing we know, we're doing harm to them. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if there's a true way where I can push someone away from the gospel because you know how how God calls you to them. But I definitely I, I, that's believe deep theology we probably right. There's some deep theology, today. but I, I do believe I can I can do harm to that person. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and and I can cloud their vision and shut their ears down because right. I'm bringing more pain to them than good. And a lot of times people don't hear us until we alleviate their pain. So with that being said, I'll bring it over into just the normal world. Say like I'm called to talk to a group of, oh gosh, let's go in the route of teens, okay? Okay. And teens are in a culture I can't even figure out. And I know when I was a teen, I was in the skateboarding (laughs) culture. And if if some evangelist, pastor, follower of Christ walked into the skate park, I probably wouldn't go very well. Let's keep it Mm -hmm. real there. But how do we engage culture in general outside the fire service when we're just getting crushed with the secular side that looks so different than anything we're used to? Well, let's go back to your your illustration of being a teen, and you said if a if a pastor or an evangelist would have come to the state the, the skate park, it wouldn't have went well. Well, it wouldn't have went well if he would have start handing out tracks or you know preaching to you. Right. But what if he came to the skate park and he just skated with you and talked? You didn't even know he was a pastor for a while, and he just skated with you. And 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 eventually he said, hey, Jason, let's go to lunch after we get done skating. And you go to lunch because he's your buddy. Right. And eventually you realize, oh, this guy really cares about me, and, and you form a, a true friendship. Right. And then he says, hey, Jason, let me tell you about something in my life. Right. That would have went completely different, Right. No, that that's so true because the way that I see a lot of times is, and again, this is lovingly said, like in a door knocking sort of way that you're just on my doorstep and you're here to proclaim the gospel to me without even knowing anything about me or the struggles I'm going through. I love that because that's the same thing that we do 
in the fire service when we're sitting around the dinner table, right? We're sitting across from someone and we don't know what their belief systems are. Mm -hmm. We don't know a whole lot about them. But when we break bread, hmm, like you talked about eating yep. with the sinners, right? And, and maybe in the chief center, just so we're clear, I'm not judging the guys I'm eating with. But when we sit across and, and we, we start bonding, I see that just like you brought up with being in the skate park there. When you truly want to get to know me, then things happen. Now, if I catch a vibe, like you're truly getting to know me because you have something else going on, right? I'm going to be cautious. But yep. if a Christian comes with, I'm getting to know you because I truly want to show you the love I was given. I think that's an awesome way because we can bring it in a way that's not going to scare people off when we truly engage them and get to know them. There absolutely has to be a genuine relationship there, Jason. You said that, and and I'm you and I come from completely different backgrounds, right? You you grew up not knowing the Lord. I grew up in in a Christian home. I was before I even came home from the hospital. I went and stayed as a baby with our assistant pastor right, and his right. wife. Like, wow. I literally was. That's my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, we we've grown up differently. Um, I totally forgot where we were going with that. What you just said? Oh, it's okay. No, don't even worry about it. <laughs> we grew up totally. We grew up totally different and in, in, in different lives and stuff. But we still have a common bridge of being normal, talking to people, right. getting. Right. To know them. So therefore, your norm would be hanging out with oh. what I would call a pack of Christians, right? Yeah, so that's well, exactly right. where I was going with that. Right. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Hey, I got you, Josh. That's why we're hey, and together. You guys, backstory here. I'm not going to give any personal information about Pastor Josh, but he is not just getting over COVID and he's not foggy in the head, okay? So I just, because I, I want to keep it safe here and not put your personal information out there, Josh, okay? Isn't that hippo something? Don't you know? Something, I think I broke. What's the so, hippopotamus yeah. laws in the fire service? Right? I don't know what they are. Don't, we not, we can't give not out, even start there. Okay, I'm sorry. So we're not going to talk about giving out people's social security numbers to folks we don't know. So uh, right, back on track, anyways, Pastor Josh. Is, I got you, you back. Thank you for clearing that fog because that is exactly what I was talking about. Growing up in a Christian home, the thought of of being good close friends with an unsafe person. That was kind of frowned on in, in the church at the time. Not, mm. not that you didn't have unsaved relationships, but what I'm learning is we need to go be genuine friends. Like it, right. if I were to go to that skate park and take you to dinner and we grew in our relationship and and then I had an opportunity to, to say, hey, Jason, here's mm-hmm. what the Lord's doing for me. I want to just introduce you to him. And right. you said, no, nah, I don't want anything to do with that. Right. There was a time when I would have been like, all right, well, I'm done with him. I'm going to go find somebody else. But right. with a genuine it's, relationship, I'm not going to do that. I'm still Right. It's there like you're you. picking fruit and that bad fruit thrown over it, bad fruit thrown over it. Right. Until you get to that perfect one. Like, okay, good. And and that's what I love about engaging the culture, the planning. This, I mean, we can go through so many different verses, but I'm going to be honest with you. There's one that a verse or a few verses I've been studying this week, and I've been in the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 
um, 9, 19 through 23. I'm not going to read it all. I know you're going, oh, I had wow, that, Jason's I had that pretty... highlighted today, Jason. <laughs> oh, did you really? There you go. And for those of you listening, Josh and I, we don't prep together for any no. show. So this is great. No. So, so I'm going to bring a Jason, um, interpretation, if you will, on it. And then, all right. then I'm going to go, Hey, pastor, bring it the way it should be. So brought. this is the, this is the KJV then the, what, what was the King, <laughs> King Jason version? Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> no, this would be the English standard version, oh, which I'm okay. still trying to figure out English because as you know, I dropped out of high school in the ninth grade, but seeing as we're just going to go all places everywhere in the first show, let's just go there. <laughs> all right. So in 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23, 19 starts with, and this is the English standard version, which is the easiest for me to read. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win more of them. Now, I'm going to go ahead and swing on down to verse 22. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I may share with them in its blessings. Mm -hmm. So here's my take on this. And yes, I do study quite often, as you know, is I'm making myself something that they can see because if they don't have the Holy Spirit living within them and they don't see the truth of scripture as their truth, like we do, I see that they are blinded to the truth. So therefore I now need to sit and I'm going to go back to the firefighter side here. I now need to walk into the firehouse as a West Oakland fireman who has gone to countless fires, who has seen the worst of the worst, the best of the best, and everything in between. And when they now see Jason, the West Oakland fireman, now they see me. Now I can start showing them the love I have of Christ within me in ways they can see. And I can now start growing from there in steps and go to the mm -hmm. next level. Like you said, because what is my true ultimate goal? The greatest love I feel I can have for anyone is to help be a part of saving their eternity, point them to Christ so he can save right. them. And so therefore I look at those verses there as I'm bringing myself humility, humbly putting everything aside while never putting Christ aside, but putting all the truth over here instead of inundating with them with it mm -hmm. so they can see, wow, he's just a guy like me. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. And, and this is something we've actually talked about in our church. Uh, and, and this might be a surprise to some people listening, but when I'm in the community and I introduce myself, I almost never introduce myself. Hey, I'm, I'm Joshua Putnam. I'm the pastor at... And, right. and that is not because if I were to, once again, we go back to old Jason. If I were to introduce myself to you as Pastor Joshua, <laughs> you're immediately going to have a wall. Right. right? And, and people are going to figure out if they listen long enough. I'm just a normal guy who likes to have fun and have a good time and, and, be, and be a part of things. Right. But if I said that, they're done. Right. That's who I am. I'm a pastor, but that really doesn't matter to them. That matters to the people that I shepherd, that I am right. their pastor. So that's right. not how I come at it. Now, eventually the conversation comes up and they figure it out, but hopefully by then they've, I've already built enough relationship that, that that's not a, a turnoff to them. 
Right. So no, that makes we talk sense, about, yeah. yeah, we it's that's part of being Paul says, I have become all things to all people. Why? For the sake of the gospel. Now he never says that we have an the opportunity to go sin. Right. Right. Totally that's we got to be clear. I don't, I mean, I don't want anybody to say, well, well, PJ or Jason said that, you know, I can just go do whatever I want so that I can win people to Christ. That's not what Paul says. He's right. We still have to keep our, our testimonies guarded. We have to keep them guarded at all times, meaning that if the guys, the firehouse say, hey, let's go to this uh, bar down the road where it's not an okay place for Christians to be, that is where I'm not going to partake. Right. And that's right. kind of where you're going with that, that we have to keep our testimonies guarded while engaging them. Exactly. But let's step on some toes for a minute, Jason. You oh, didn't my favorite place heart, to be. The, you didn't read the worst part of this right. or, or, or maybe the mm-hmm. most pointed part. Mm-hmm. Because in the verses before this, and I'm just going to tell our listeners, when right. you get done listening, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and just read it. It's a, it's right. a great passage. Paul talks about all the freedoms that he has. He's, he's a Jew, but because of Christ, he doesn't have to live under the law. He has right. that freedom to do that. Right. He has all these different freedoms that he talks about. He says, I, I'm free from all men. Does that not sound like the country we live in? I, right. I'm free, right? I'm right. freedom. Right. You're not going to tell right. me what to do. I'm free. And the truth is, by law, we are what? We're free. Free. But... Paul says, I have given up that freedom and I have become servant to all. And that's what he means. He said, that when he's talking about, he doesn't use this as a freedom to sin. He says, I'm giving up everything that all my freedom so that I can maybe win somebody to Christ. Right. And this is where it hurts because we like our freedoms. We've heard a lot about our freedoms lately. Mm-hmm. And, and we like them, and we want to fight for them, and we want to post about them on Facebook, and we want to put mm-hmm. our opinions out there. And I've even heard people say, well, I, if I am not teaching my neighbor the truth about whatever, politics, whatever right. it is, then I don't really <laughs> love them. They're not right. going to listen anyway. Right. So I'm not, I have made the choice. I don't post anything political on Facebook. I don't, I don't talk about whether you should be, and and here we go, but I don't Mm -hmm. talk about whether you should be vaccinated or not vaccinated or whether you should wear a mask or not wear a mask. If I'm around people that think you should wear a mask, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to wear a mask because, because I, I believe that that's, that I've, that that's what I've been called to do by Christ. Right. So that I might have an opportunity to win them to Christ. Right. right. And just you so we're clear, through. if I'm I'm with you in that same area, I'm gonna be licking my fingers and touching your mask to mess with you. So no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> well, you're why I was sick last week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I I touched my computer and sent it through. No, but I, I fully agree in that because early on, now that we're going down that road, I heard something from a uh, a speaker, and she was really profound. And she, I would say, leans ultra conservative mm-hmm. in her worldly views and also her her faith views. But she said, "Listen, if by putting on a mask, it will calm people down, so I can continue to love on them, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that." 
Now, right. I see that in a place of maturity. Now, can we, in a non-worldly um, um, area, and you and I amongst ourselves, yes, we can have the discussions that we have, why we should or should not, why this is, quote, ridiculous or not ridiculous. But right. what I love about it is the way that you do it, others do it, and yes, I try my best to do it also, is that we walk in the light. And when we're in the light, we say, okay, I'm going to shine the light. So Jason walks into a room and scoffs at everyone who has a mask on or licks his fingers and touches the pastor's mask just to prove a point. Guess what? I'm now dampening down the light of Christ within me and people in the room aren't going to see it if I'm being rude. Now, joking, I believe I can do a lot of fun stuff in joking too. But if I realize that my jokes or if the way that I bring my beliefs of the virus or how it spreads or whatever can hurt others then or by not seeing what I'm trying to bring to them ultimately, which is the gospel. You're 100% correct. I need to shut it down and do it in a way that shows them I care for them. Let me ask you a question, Jason, as we talk about this, because this is serious to me. This is something that, that yeah. I really have a burden for. This is culture, me- I agree gets me wound up when I, in fact, I, I sent something to you the other day and I was just all worked up because somebody had this, this idea that I'm, I have a responsibility to, to engage these surface, these surface topics, because ultimately if I don't care, if I change your mind on a political thing, if Mm -hmm. I pull you over to my side and political thing, that doesn't matter at all. What matters is where you're going to spend eternity. Right. And, and when God changes your heart, you're probably going to start thinking correctly about political things anyways, right? Oh, I, I agree. So, so here's the thing. I, when we start talking about this, and Paul says, I, I am free from all men, but here's how I choose to engage culture. I have become servant to all. Here's where I'm going to challenge Christians who are really going to get upset. So we're going to right. we're going to make everybody mad. Our first podcast. Right here, <laughs> Let's <Jason>. go. I'm in. <laughs> what? Show me in Scripture where we are promised physical freedom by God, where that is a right given to us by God. Wow. Wow. We are we are promised that He will take care of us until He's done with us here. Right. Paul sat for years in prison. Right. And he was still doing God's God's will. Right. My job here is one thing. Make disciples. Yes. My job here is one thing for the sake of the gospel. Right. And my choices don't matter. My freedoms don't matter. So when I start engaging the culture, I literally have to say, ooh, I don't agree with you. But you know what? I'm servant to all. I, I'm I'm not even gonna we're not even gonna go down that road. I, I listen to people. And I even agree with them ish. Now, right. again, not, not sin, but I, right. I, I'm not, there's a lot of times I have conversations with people and I'm like, oh man, I just, I want to, I want to refute that. Yeah. What good is it going to do? Right. But later on, I might have an opportunity to share the gospel with them. This does not mean that I'm, that I'm bending my, my, my morals, that I'm changing my convictions. Mm-hmm. What it means is there's there's more important things than what we see on the surface. Right. And the way I look at it is when someone comes at you and wants you to do the their way. So let's say you write something, say something, give a sermon, and then someone comes up to you and says, you should do it like this. 
you know what I immediately think is that person is practicing the art of self-worship because they want it done their way. It's the whole Burger yes. King thing, right? Yep. It's like, I want the Whopper this way and that way. Well, guess what? The the meat, the juicy and batty, it's all there and stuff. But guess every once in a while, the toppings may be a little different because I don't like mustard on mm-hmm. mine, okay? But, but we can have those discussions. But when someone is so set in this is the way, you must do it. And if you're not doing it the way... I'm telling you to do it, then you're doing it wrong. And if you've noticed in that terms that I threw out there, the word I, I'm, it all kind of circles back (laughs) around me, self-centered, right? Right. Well, I wish we had the time every once in a while when someone throws something my way, very rough saying I'm doing it wrong, that we could sit back and open our Bibles and say, show me this and show me your interpretation Mm. of why you think I'm doing it wrong. Then I'm going to show you why I brought it this Mm -hmm. way. And then we meet on common grounds because people will listen to a whole conversation, but lock in on one word or one part of it. And, And in their mind, they heard another speaker who maybe is, way better at speaking into that subject or spent more time there. They gave an hour long talk about it. Whereas opposed to you or I, we just fitted into a 30 seconds of the overall topic we're trying to bring in. And that's what cracks me up, you know? So one thing that I love about what you brought up there was another verse I was kind of reflecting on when engaging culture and the world and how we're supposed to do it, not getting locked up on politics, not getting <laughs> locked up on the virus, not getting locked up on this, was I actually went to Colossians 2.8. See, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and mm. empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirit spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For me, the key thing there is of the world not according to Christ. So we're getting locked up on of the world. What you just said there, I'm getting locked Mm. up. I want my freedoms. I want it Jason's (laughs) way. And don't get me wrong, Pastor Josh, I want it my way. Then I look at this and it says, don't get locked. And this is Jason's uh, 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 way of bringing out, don't get locked up on the world. Get locked up on Christ, you know? And when we do that, then I look at what Christ wants for me. I look at what Christ has given me. I look at everything God has given me to make my way through this world and not get locked up on it and to point other people to him as a point, as opposed to just sitting in this conversation that's full of deceit and is going to go nowhere. Well, you hit it. I mean, that's a, that's a great verse. And my mind went to Philippians 3.20 when you were talking about that. Paul says, our citizenship is not here. You just said, you read a verse where we're told, don't get locked up on the things in this world. Why? This is not our home anymore if we're a Christian. Right. That's hard for us to sort that through our mind, because this is all we know. All I know is being a a flag-waving American. That's all I've known. But... The Bible says that flag, that's that's gone. That's I mean, gone. I'm here for now. But but what matters is my citizenship is in heaven. My citizenship is in a different kingdom. I am an ambassador for Christ, Paul says. And what is an ambassador? They they live in another in a foreign country and they speak on behalf of the home country. Right. I'm 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 literally here in a foreign country with a purpose of speaking on behalf of my king. 
That's right. it. That's why I'm here. So why am I so worried about what's going on in this foreign country when the reality is I'm here for one job and I'm out of here and I'm going back home? Right. And that's what's so good is so people will ask me all the time now that, you know, I've been put on a platform since my book has gone out since, you know, social media has enjoyed what I had to say. So people start following, you know, the different pages and whatnot. And so they'll constantly ask me, Jason, what do you think of this issue? And I, I will not be weak. You know me. I truly in my heart of hearts believe I'm a strong guy that can handle business. But I will truly show a weakness so people will see where my strength comes mm -hmm. from. Meaning that if someone says, what do you feel about, let's say, quote, abortion? What do you think I feel about it? Right. But if I now start fighting about all I got to keep thinking in my mind is if I just keep pouring the love of Christ in them, he will change their right. thought process on it. Because back, I'm going to be dead honest with you. When I was walking in the dark and I was faithless all the way up to the age of 28 years old, I was 100% okay with it. No one can <gasps> convince me otherwise. I know. Think you didn't about that. know better, did you? Right. And then all of a sudden, I learned the truth. And Jesus converted my way of thinking. Humans right. didn't convert my way right. of thinking. So that is why I point them to Jesus. So when someone says, what do you think about this politician? My joke line, but the truth is, if I were to vote based off of everything I see in their faith, I couldn't vote for mostly anyone, okay? Right. Including exactly. myself. If I, if I was going to be elected to office based on my faith alone, I would have a lot of fears because I am still growing in my faith. Right. So therefore, when it comes to politics, what do I do? I look at the place or the party, or the person that will best give the rights I feel will help most people. And then I check that box and I move on. And then what do I do? I pray for them. I truly right. do. I used to not. I used to curse them. Bro, I used to curse. And let's be honest, being in California as a Christian where I am is a yep. struggle for me. It truly, truly is because it's like being in the midst of the chaos while standing firm in your faith, yes. then here I am preaching, stand firm in your faith. And the second I turn on any type of media, Jason's faith seems to blow up and I'm on the phone with Pastor Josh. Josh, bro, <laughs> dude, help me through this one, okay? Yeah. And everything. So, so, so I appreciate the way that you bring that because for me, one of the hardest verses in the, the New Testament for me to follow, but I fall back on every single day is one of the shorter ones, 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1. be imitators of me as I am Christ. Mm. And just so we're clear, I'm not telling anyone to imitate me. I'm talking of the Apostle Paul writing this out as, as he's teaching, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. So I'm trying to be an imitator of him as he was of Christ and follow the leads that he put down before us. Don't, don't apologize for that though, Jason. Because we're supposed to follow Paul's example. So what right. what should you and I be saying to other people? Follow me while I follow Christ. That's literally what right. we're talking about. How do we engage culture? We right. live Christ-like and just let other people follow us to Christ. That's wow. the key. It's not about following me to follow me. It's, it's about where am I going? I'm growing and I'm going to Christ. So just follow me. Come with me. Let's do this together. Follow me. And that's right. how we engage culture. And this is what, so, okay, this is so unscripted. So <laughs> I pulled down some uh, notes that I was going over for future shows that we might be coming up, uh, that we do have coming up. 
And one of those, man, falls right into this Mark 116 through 22. Again, I'm not leaving stuff out for reasons, but it's where Jesus calls the first disciples. Verse 16, passing alongside, alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me and I will make you mm-hmm. and I will make you become fishers of men. So I'm going to stop right there. Follow Jesus, right? Because yep. he will make us fishers of men. So when I go back here to 1 Corinthians 11, 1, it says, be imitators of me as I am Christ. He's not saying, Jason, go out into the world and go fishing. He says, follow Christ, follow his teachings, follow his lead, and mm-hmm. he will make you the fisher of right. men. Right. And I, I just love that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's where we miss it so often because we are not, for one thing, we're not taking following Christ as seriously as we should. Right. We we do this. This is something we do, and I'm trying not to get us down a rabbit trail here. But oh I no, think, no, no, no! I'm going to blame you. You opened the can of worms, right? You opened uh, up this can. I went so into show's gonna... two notes here, so yeah, I did open it up. <laughs> Sorry about that. So here's another thing I've been learning is, and it does fit in a little bit. We often think of a disciple as like this super Christian, right? right? We see see these people in church, you know, they're, they're zealous and boy, they're a disciple. They're, they're really this super Christian follower of Christ. When you read the new Testament, there's no levels of Christians other than, than spiritual growth, but everybody is a disciple, which is a, and again, we're, I'm going to do the same thing you did pull from other show notes, but it is a, a learner or a follower. Right. And if we truly are to learn and follow Jesus, we need to live like him. And right. so many times we get so caught up in our world around us, we forget how our king expects us to live, not according to this world, but accord- we're, we're held to a different set of rules. Right. We're held to the rules and the laws of his land, not ours, not this one we're living in here because this isn't our home. Right. No, I like that. And so for practical practical purposes to kind of round it back around because you and I just love going over the scriptures and having our time. And it's such a blessing to have two hour like conversation, right? You know, and you've, you've, you know, the, the way that you spend time to, to exposit and bring it out and my being able to actually look into and say, all right, this is what I'm seeing here. How can I go live it? And then to also have the eldership above me, show me the proper way to do it is such a blessing, but to round it back around to engaging culture, because we started off with talking about walking into a firehouse and mm-hmm. how to engage folks in my heart of hearts. I think we've hit this on so many levels. And again, we could spend a week in this, we could spend a semester talking about this, but what I really appreciate is the way that you have brought this episode together to show us that it's not just one verse here, one verse there, and this is our go-to and that's where we're going to go. It's all parts of our balanced Bible that we need to spend time in. So then when we go into the firehouse, the skate park, the place of business, wherever you are, which is your mission field, because I'm always one to say, open up your front door and there's your mission field, right? Absolutely. When we bring this with this, we can engage culture and we can do it in a loving, non-Bible thumping, cram it down their throat kind of way. So I, I really appreciate the way that you brought that together, bro. 
Well, this has been a good conversation, and I think I would just kind of wrap it up by telling people, I think the it, maybe it's not the easiest, but the answer in a sense is just get serious about Christ. Get serious about our mission here and realize, like Paul said, I might be free from, from all men, but that doesn't matter. It's all for the sake of the gospel. And when we start getting up every day realizing that our lives are for the sake of the gospel, then everything else, it, this doesn't really matter. You know, I kind of, I watch the news, but that stuff doesn't matter because I still have a job to do. No matter what happens, the world could be burning down and I still have a job to do because he, the truth is if you and I are walking this earth and we're sucking air, then we have a purpose. I love right. that. And for those of you that are wondering about sucking air, that's a fireman's term. Whenever we put on our bottles and our, our masks, we're sucking air. So we're not <laughs> inhaling all the bad stuff, but we're also sucking just the air around us. I appreciate whenever, sorry, pastor, I know you're shaking your head right now, but whenever I can catch a pastor <laughs> saying a word like suck or something, I got to run with it. Okay. Anyways, pastor Josh, I'm going to finish with, Hey pastor, I so appreciate you on so many levels and I'm so excited about this podcast and the future shows that we have and the directions we're going to go. So thanks for being a brother and thanks for doing this together with me, man. I'm really enjoying this. This is going to be fun and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We've talked about this for a long time and the reality is here we are recording our first episode. So it's been great, Jason. I look forward to more questions, more conversations and uh, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, if this encouraged you, share this episode with somebody, tell people about what we're doing. And we're looking forward to dropping episodes, same time, same place, right? Every weekly. And uh, we're excited about that. And if you enjoyed this podcast and the content in it, I would encourage you also look for Jason and I both on Facebook, right? Jason is, you can find him at Jesus is all we need by Jason Sautel. And you can find uh, me at thinking out loud with PJ. And uh, we have regular encouraging content on there as well. So thanks for listening, and we will catch you in the next episode. Awesome, Josh. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great one, brother.